Relying on someone who doesn't know you or your situation to give you specific financial advice is just plain dumb. That's why everything said on this show is just helpful information. If you want specifics, give us a call. All opinions expressed here are ours. GenWealth Financial Advisors is a registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Coming up on today's Get Ready for the Future show, living a successful retirement does not just depend on having enough money to spend. Today, we're diving into a deeper discussion about purpose and its role in your retirement. Find out the three P's to a purposeful retirement right now. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. And we welcome you in all across Arkansas to another edition of the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman. It is the man show today on the Get Ready for the Future show. And I love it. And I hear all the uh, women turning the channel right now. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Janet is not with us today, but my name is Scott Inman. Chad Roller to my left and John Shrewsbury to my right. We're glad to have you along. We will still be talking to you ladies today for sure. This is going to go for everybody as we talk about a purposeful retirement, finding out the three P's to a purposeful retirement. It is more than just having enough money to spend. Fits right into our discussion about more. You hear us talk about it a lot. Your retirement is more than investments. It is more people than product. We say it a lot. We're going to talk about it, dive in depth today. But I do want to take a minute since Chad is on the broadcast today to take a minute to thank everybody who came out to our Conway workshop earlier this week. The three big risks in retirement had a nice full room at Mike's place, a nice meal, and I hope a pretty good discussion about facing the three big risks to your retirement. We we had a great discussion, Scott. You know, a lot of times uh, people just, you know, equal uh, fulfillment retirement and a successful retirement with the money, but they don't really look at some of those risks. And so I think there was some good discussion there and some realization there that there are some real risk in inflation and outliving your money. Yeah. So we talked about that in that workshop. And if you missed that, uh, there will be another one, another chance for you to attend an upcoming Gen Wealth Academy workshop. There is one coming up. It is not going to be on three big risks, but rather on social security And we did talk a little bit about Social Security in the room in Conway earlier in the week because it does tend to come up. I think, you know, we were talking, Chad, about uh, some of the most common questions that people come to us with when we have uh, client meetings. And and the number one question is, how much do I need to retire? And we kind of talked about how that is not a magic number and you can't just uh, pinpoint that. It's not a one size fits all. It's dependent upon your income. But one of the other common questions is, is, is Social Security going to be there? And when should I take Social Security? And John, those are a couple of questions we're going to address, among other things, when we have our Social Security workshop coming up next month. That's right. October 16th at 630 at the Embassy Suites in Hot Springs. Uh, Scott, I I sat just the other day with, with two different clients. One of them has more money than he will ever spend in retirement, just frankly. He, he is uh, well off as far as his retirement assets are concerned. The other guy is just barely at that point where we've told him, okay, you can retire and you can retire on this much money, but don't ask for 50 cents more. You know, it's one of those deals. But what is the commonality between those two people is the fact that Social Security is making up the foundation of their retirement program. And when I say foundation, you think, well, the guy with a lot of money, what's he need Social Security for? Well, it is part of regular, predictable, dependable income, what we call the foundation or the floor of income that that you're looking for. And so if it is that critical to that wide a spectrum of people, and it is, then we wanted to spend a great deal of time and effort to bring you information about about Social Security. So here's what we've done. Stephanie Smith has signed on as an exclusive representative uh, with GenWealth. She has 27 years of experience with the Social Security Administration, just recently retired. And this lady was counseling people uh, about Social Security before GenWealth was ever even thought about. And so I'm really excited that she is going to lead our discussion on October 16th at 630 at the Embassy Suites in Hot Springs on Social Security. I don't know that you can get more of an authority 
on this subject than someone who spent their last 27 years of their life dealing with this. Yeah, and the other part of that, too, is is I, be- I don't think we have a date for this yet, but we're also going to try to sit down with her and uh, have a Facebook discussion, a Q&A, yes. right? Yeah, first time that we've done this, a Facebook Live uh, discussion with Stephanie. It's going to be kind of a Q&A session, just sort of a teaser mm-hmm. ahead of the Social Security Workshop. You'll be seeing more about that if you are on our Facebook channel, uh, you like our Facebook page, and then all of a sudden you're starting to get the feeds. I think that's how that stuff works. I'm not really <laughs> sure. We have to call my son in here to get the yeah. exact thing. But just go like our Facebook page. Yes. It is Gen Wealth Financial Advisors. Just like the page, and you should be getting begin to get the feeds of the things that we're doing. And we'll have some uh, heads up on when we're going live on Facebook with Stephanie, uh, probably about a week or so uh, before that October 16th workshop. Not sure about the uh, room and, and how much space is available, but we do know it's limited. And we do know, we can tell you from the past, that our Social Security workshops are the most popular. So if you want to guarantee your seat, you can do it. doesn't cost you anything. Just go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events and sign up there. We just need a head count that you, uh, so we know how to basically accommodate the number of people that will be there. So do that ahead of the October 16th Social Security Workshop. If you've had any questions at all, about Social Security as you walk up into retirement. So as promised, we're going to talk today about a purposeful retirement. You know, a lot of people don't really think about, well, what am I going to do in retirement? I know maybe that I don't want to do what I'm doing now anymore, or I'm getting too old to do what I'm doing now, and I need to back away, and I need to experience some stuff before the end of my life comes, right, John? But it's sometimes defining your purpose is something that I don't know that a lot of people come to us with a clear vision. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they need a little help kind of walking through that. Well, that's exactly right, Scott. And when you look at our uh, mission statement here at GenWealth, when Janet and I formed the company back in 2005, you know, everybody said, you got to have a mission statement, you got to have a mission statement. So we, you know, thought and thought and thought, and I said, okay, what is our mission as a company? Well, here it is. It is to provide wise, knowledgeable counsel through trusted advisors in order for our clients to realize their God-given financial purpose in their lives and to assist them in leaving a legacy for generations to come. That is the mission statement of GenWealth. And so when you come in, you are are going to sit down with an advisor and we're going to talk about money, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about income need. We're going to talk about all of the mechanics. But then we're going to also talk about purpose, And one of the things that I think is really interesting in this discussion, Chad, is as we sit down with men these days who are, you know, normally the primary breadwinners in the family, and they're the first ones that are going to retire usually uh, as the appointments come in. And that's what we see anyway. When we sit down with those guys, one of the things that, that we talk to them about is what does life look like on the other side of retirement? And what are you going to do with your time? Where are you going to find purpose? Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, a lot of time that you know used to be consumed with just clocking in and clocking out, and a lot of decisions to be made throughout the day. But once you uh, you know clock out for that last time and go into retirement, what are you going to do with that time? And and the fulfillment that you get from creating uh, purpose with that time, it can make all the difference in the world just besides just sitting around, just waiting on the next check. And Scott, what scares me when I am talking to someone who's about to retire is when they say, oh, I'm just going to, you know, go fishing and watch TV and, you know, that type of thing. And I'm like, "Mm, no, this is going to go bad uh, because men are so identified with their jobs that when they no longer have a job, Sometimes they no longer have an identity. Yeah, and sometimes it, you won't, you don't probably want to call it a job in retirement, but there that is where the job gets replaced with purpose. Maybe you had purpose in your job, but now that you're not working, now that you're not earning an income or a salary, you still have to have purpose. And we're going to kind of walk through the three P's to a purposeful retirement on today's Get Ready for the Future show. We'll have a tale, a cautionary tale from Kate a former healthcare executive. We're just getting started. Stay with us. Don't touch that dial. Pop, pop, it's showtime. Showtime. Guess who's back again? Straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money is right around the corner. The Get Ready for the Future show returns after this. 
Life can be so busy, it's hard to even picture retirement. That's why you need somebody you can trust who will paint that picture and help turn dreams into reality. Plan, personalize, and protect your future with the team at GenWealth. Call 877-341-7355 to schedule an appointment. Now, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. All right, John, I'm going to start the fastest four this week with a very general comment, okay? So so use that as a disclaimer as we start this off. But oh, boy. in 2017, didn't it feel like everything was on the rise, right? I mean, sure. if you looked at all the indexes, they were all going the same direction, either yeah. up or down every day and mostly up. This year, it's been a little bit different. Certain yeah. indexes have seemed to be going up while the other one on the same day might be going down. And as a result, what we've seen is the Dow has kind of lagged behind the other indexes. Yeah, the Dow has been late to the party, if you'll call it. And now the Dow is beginning to participate. Uh, the, the Dow Jones Industrial Average reached a fresh new high last week. Now, it had been a while since the Dow had actually climbed to a new high. It's been several months, several weeks, that is. And so an interesting statistic comes out of this. Once the Dow hits a new high after being uh, sort of dormant for a while, there is a, a record that shows that for the next few weeks that, that the Dow could actually continue to do well and hit more new highs. Now, past performance is not indicative of future results, but I do think that the Dow has finally joined the party. Let's talk a little bit about why the Dow may have lagged prior to reaching that new high earlier this month. And, and when you look at what the Dow is, it's considered the blue chip index. It's it's really a composite index of about 30 industrial companies. And they're very large companies. They're very vital companies. But John, they usually, in today's world, are multinational. They've, they've got yes. a lot of interest in other countries. And what's been driving the headlines? Trade talk. Yeah, trade has been a big uh, weight on the market. And, you know, the market has been uh, chugging along despite all the trade controversy. But the Dow stocks are especially sensitive to trade talk because there are a lot of multinational companies there. But, Scott, I think the, the takeaway is that regardless of what's going on with trade, uh, the Dow's waking up. The S&P has been doing really well. Stocks in general are expected to do well. And that is because of the strength of the economy economy. Mm -hmm. The GDP is expected to be roughly about 3% in the second half, according to Bloomberg. Uh, the job market remains very strong. We're seeing jobless rates at record lows, and we're beginning to have some labor shortages in some areas. And business and consumer confidence, just in September, consumer confidence hit an all-time high uh, for at least the last 18 years. And so when you you know, put together a great economy and good confidence and consumer spending, uh, that really does portend very positive things for stocks that are plowing through, if you will, all of the trade talk and rising interest rates. Let me throw one more big stat at you. A new high for the Dow, which is what we were talking about as it joins the party, so to speak, may also be a positive economic signal. If you go on data back to 1950, within six months of a Dow record high, a U.S. recession occurred less than 1% of the time. Now, that's a that's a small time frame, just six months. But if the Dow, so basically historically since 1950, if the Dow hits a new high, the chances are about 1%, historically speaking, of a recession happening in the next six months. And we still believe, our partners at LPL Research believe, the chances of a recession in the 12 to 18 month range are very, very low. That's right. Another thing that is a uh, talking head point these days is that rising rates are going to kill stocks. Well, the 10-year has broken the 3% barrier and is, is above 3% right now, but it really hasn't had any effect on stocks. And historically, that supposed uh, statement that the uh, that rising rates hurt stocks hasn't bared out since 1996, 12 out of 12 times when rates rose, we actually saw stocks rise as well. That's a look at the fastest four minutes in investing for this week. The Get Ready for the Future show continues on the radio side right after this. Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean. 
join us for one of our live events in your area. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com slash events for a calendar. More of the Get Ready for the Future show after this. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. Genwell Financial Advisors with offices in West Little Rock, Hot Springs, El Dorado, Bryant, and the Shreveport, Bossier City area. If you'd like to connect with a Genwealth Advisor, just write this number down, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. Now, that is our main office in Bryant, but it will get you connected with an advisor near you in one of those areas. Uh, if you're hearing my voice today, chances are there is an office close to you. 501-653-7355. You'll talk to Anna Olive, our client introduction specialist, and she can match you with an advisor uh, to sit down with with you and have that first conversation about your retirement and your retirement plan. And we talk so much on the Get Ready for the Future show about the plan and how we build that financial plan. Today, we're talking a little bit more about finding the purpose for your retirement plan because that helps us build the financial plan. And I did want to take a moment, John, to talk a little bit about, you know, we're talking about your retirement is more than just the money you need and and more than just investments. We say that a lot. And it does bring up a good opportunity to remind people about the book that will soon be coming out that you and Janet have recently authored. Absolutely. We are so excited to bring to the table, Your Retirement Should Be More. It is a publication that we have worked on for probably a couple of years now, off and on as we are working with our clients. We, we spend a little bit of time on the book. And so it's I, I'm ready to get it out. You know, it's our first one. And so the first one is always the hardest one. But I believe it's really is going to be a difference maker for people because it does take that broader look at retirement. And, you know, when you think about our our subject today of purpose, we are going to talk about that in the book. But I wanted to kind of bring up, because we haven't talked about sports, because we haven't talked about football at all, I can't let a show go by <laughs> without talking about football. Well, so, you could. <clears throat> well, you could. Yeah, These I days, understand. it wouldn't be a bad thing. But but here's the tie-in. You know, when I was growing up and, and I got an occasional chance, Chad, to go to a Razorback game. And it's always the atmosphere before the game that was really kind of intriguing to me and exciting and what have you. And when we would drive from El Dorado and come up to Little Rock, I was always amazed at the Roadhogs. The, the guys with the RVs that are over here that got there on Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that, set up camp. They're just sitting around having a great time and all of that type of thing. And, and you know, they were, they were living the life following the Razorbacks. And there are people that spend their entire fall following the Razorbacks around. Sometimes uh, goes into the winter and, and spring with basketball. But when the Hogs are playing like they are playing now, I think you kind of lose purpose in, in that travel around uh, the, the state. But I, I think it's interesting that, that you know, even back then, even, you know, 40 plus years ago when I was going to Razorback games as a young lad, I, I would see these p- people that they were tied into a purpose. They were, it was a social network. It was a way for them to connect with other fans. And they had, it was almost like, Scott, it was almost like a traveling family, and I guess it's still that way today. Yeah, I think it is. It's it, and you know, you and I went to Auburn, yes. uh, to the Auburn game, uh, not to the school. Yeah. We went to Auburn, and and it was still a fun trip. You know, the, the game was not that much fun. Yeah, uh, but the the trip was fun. So I can see if you had the time and you didn't have to work a Monday through Friday shift, that it'd be a lot of fun to take that RV and just kind of see things along the way. Now get in a hurry about where you're going. That would be a cool purpose uh, in retirement. But not identifying that on the front end can have consequences. It can. We have a uh, an article we're going to reference here called Achieving Your Purposeful Retirement. It comes from Financial Freedom Studio. Uh, it's a publication of, of Jackson, which is one of the uh, largest insurance companies in the, in the country. It talks about Kate. Uh, we don't know if that's a real name, but Kate was a former healthcare executive, had a successful career very successful career and apparently she did very well with her with her money because it enabled her to retire at age 53. So think about that. 53 years old and she is walking away from work. But as it turned out, 
it didn't work out so well. This is a quote from Kate. I thought that everything would be fabulous because I was still young and could do all the fun stuff I'd always wanted to do. One of the things I did not consider was that while I was really busy after I retired, it was just a task-driven existence. It wasn't doing the things that gave me satisfaction. And I failed miserably at retirement because I hadn't given any thought to what I would do when I was retired. Now think about that. And we said at the beginning of the show, a lot of people think about, I don't want to do what I'm doing now, so that means I must want to retire. But you don't think about what you're going to do after you leave work. And Kate, unfortunately, went right back to work because that was the place that gave her that needed sense of purpose and fulfillment. And Chad, we see people coming into our office in their 50s and saying, I'm ready to retire. And sometimes I question that and and they you know kind of take a step back and I and I say well financially you may be ready to retire but are you mentally ready to retire because it is a completely different lifestyle and as I think we've seen this before where people retire go home sit down and before too long they're suffering health problems or they're are they're passed away yeah and one of the things in the article that they talked about was 67 percent of the married couples experienced uh marital conflicts in the first two years after retirement that's a high number and and especially when you're talking about those that have been successful enough to be able to retire maybe even early or or retire you know with significant assets to be able to you know have have a fulfillment on the retirement side but 67 percent having conflicts, that can cause them a lot of stress. Well, you just think about that. You're spending most of your time, your waking hours away from your spouse. You'll see them in the morning. You'll see them in the evening. But you're not spending 24-7, 365 with them. And I think, you know, oftentimes the person that you married is uh, is sometimes a different person when you retire and go back to spending a lot of time with them again. Uh, you know, they've gone through life experiences. You've gone through life experiences. And unless you are able to stay solidly connected through life, then you may actually wake up in retirement with a somewhat different spouse. Well, and you've had, they've had their routine also. So you, now that you've taken two different daily routines and tried to combine them, you are trying to, you know, live out a successful marriage. Uh, but you also kind of still want to do what you want to do during the day. Yeah. And, and I, I've had, uh, retired couples come in and, you know, maybe, uh, she was a stay at home mom, you know, for a period of time, didn't work and what have you. Now he's at home and she's looking at me going, I got to do something, get him out of my hair. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just, it's driving me crazy. He's here all the time. And, yeah. and she is, her routine is disrupted. And so these are things that, that oftentimes, uh, well, I know most financial advisors aren't going to talk to you about this because this borderlines on psychology, Scott. Yeah, yeah. it does. And, yeah. and, and it is, it is unusual. I'm sure in the end, industry. And maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, well, maybe you just retired or you're walking up to that and you think, well, that's not going to be me because I'm going to be so excited about retirement. I'm going to have so many things to do that I've never had the time or, or energy to do before. And that may be true for a time, but listen to the results of a 2012 study from the Journal of Happiness. And it found, or the Journal of Happiness Studies, it found that people feel what's the equivalent of a sugar rush of well-being and satisfaction immediately after retirement, but it's soon followed by a sharp decline in happiness. According to this study, most retirees went through this rush and then crash pattern regardless of the age that they retired. Because again, if your purpose, if you don't have a plan for your purpose, you just excitement is the beginning stages of that. If you think about Christmas morning, right? I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. That's that's the, you know, you talk about sugar rush. That's what you think about when you talk about kids eating a sugar, uh, too much sugar, and they get a lot of energy briefly, and then they crash. But I think about Christmas morning. There's so much excitement. The anticipation builds for months around my house. Mm-hmm. And then they get up early in the morning to go down, and they wrap those unwrap those presents, and it's like a disaster zone in my living room for, for the rest of that morning. And they play with those toys all day long, and then the next day after Christmas. What do you feel like? If you remember when you were a kid, what you felt like the day after Christmas. It was like, yeah, yeah, it's over. Yeah, it's yeah. disappointing. And now you, you know, you, you, there's a lack of fulfillment there. I, I equal, I, I equal that 
to this sugar rush going into retirement. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's almost like uh, in this overregulated society that we have, it's almost like the Surgeon General should issue a warning that retirement could be hazardous to your health. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because if you think about retirement and understand what goes on with folks, there is a 40% increase in the risk of depression in retirement. Mm. Some of that is a loss of purpose. Some of that is the recognition that you've got many more years behind you than you've got ahead of you and things of that nature. But these are all real issues. And I will tell you that that's even worse if your finances aren't in order. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the money to drive a purpose-driven retirement, then you've got some additional problems on top of the normal retirement problems that we're talking about, Scott. I think that for people listening, maybe for the first time, if they haven't listened to the Get Ready for the Future show, it may be worth pointing out, you know, this is, this is an unusual place for a financial advisor to be addressing. Uh, I don't think it happens. I don't think the expectation from a client who comes in to see a financial advisor is ever really going to be centered around this. But let me tell you a little bit about our process. I think about how this equates to the way we work through a retirement income plan, John. And in that first appointment that we're going to sit down with you, it usually takes about two hours. Now, there are that's the average. Sometimes it's a little bit less. More frequently, it might be a little bit more. But that first hour of that two-hour meeting, on average, we're probably not even going to be talking about your assets. We're probably not even going to be talking about your investments. We're going to be talking about you, and we're going to be talking about your spouse, and we're going to be talking about what you desire and want out of retirement. And some of that process can revolve around finding your purpose. Now, we may not do that in one hour, but that's where we're here for, and it goes back to the relational part of what we do. You got to have honest conversations. Let's let's be real. You know, you can't come in and just be all about money. You really have to get down to the heart of the matter. And we do that through asking a lot of questions. And when we ask a lot of questions, that's when that's when all the answers begin to come out. Yeah, and that's, you know, the the questions, the fact finding, the the asset gathering, all those things, putting all that together is is one way that we can take a money equals a fulfilling retirement and turn it into a purpose plus money equals a fulfilling retirement. And that's what we really want to get to is the the fact that no matter uh, whether your team's winning on Saturday, every day's Saturday for you and you're living out that fulfillment retirement. The three P's to a purposeful retirement. We promised that for you and that is still to come. We'll unveil them as the Get Ready for the Future show continues right after this break. Stay with us. Like what you hear? The Get Ready for the Future show is always just a click away. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. We'll be right back. From the studios of the Gen Wealth Radio Network, back to the Get Ready for the Future show. My name is Scott Inman. Welcome back in. John Shrewsbury and Chad Roller with us, the part of the Gen Wealth team today on the Get Ready for the Future show. I want to mention our October 16th Gen Wealth Academy workshop again. You know, I was sitting with a client uh, not that long ago, just about to become clients, and they said they were a longtime listener of the Get Ready for the Future show. And I mentioned to them about one of the upcoming workshops, and they said, you guys do workshops? And I thought to myself, man, we're not talking about it enough on the radio. Here's a, guy, not. here's a guy who's listened for years and did not know that we did workshops. So we want to make sure that uh, if you've been listening the whole hour, you've already already heard us talk about this. If you haven't, because we know not everybody listens the whole hour because you're busy on Saturdays, we want to tell you about it again. A Social Security Gen Wealth Academy workshop coming up October 16th at 630. It's going to be held at the Embassy Suites in Hot Springs. Now, Stephanie Smith, who's recently come on board exclusively to Gen Wealth, she is a former Social Security Administration employee. She spent, what, 27? Yes, 27, 27 years, years. Uh, working for the Social Security Administration, and she has some great insight to share. And there is a lot 
out there to share when it comes to Social Security. I know Janet's really fond of talking about all the claiming strategies that are available. And that's a big part of the process when you're walking into retirement. But we know that's one of the most common questions people have revolving around Social Security. Well, and what excites me about Stephanie is not just her 27 years of experience in Social Security. She's got a head full of knowledge, but what she's got is a heart of a teacher. Uh, She educates people about their options in Social Security and she makes it very clear how they might enable themselves to take advantage of the things that they may not know about the system. And so I'm really, really excited about bringing Stephanie into the team. And then obviously at the workshop in Hot Springs on October 16th at 630. And Scott, you mentioned uh, how much space we have. Mm -hmm. We do have a, a good bit of space, but I will say that that Social Security workshops are the most popular workshops that we do. And the fact that we've got a 27-year veteran at this workshop should be a packed house. And so I would go ahead and go online to getreadyforthefuture.com slash events and register for the workshop. That's getreadyforthefuture.com slash events. And then also, if uh, if you aren't near a computer, just give our office a call on Monday, 501-653-7355. Matter of fact, you could call right now and leave a message, and we'll call you back on Monday to confirm your reservation for that uh, Hot Springs Social Security Workshop. So last week on the Get Ready for the Future show, we talked about uh, building your retirement house. You remember that if you were with us last week and how we do it at GenWealth. Building your retirement income plan is analogous to building a house for retirement. And that foundation of your house is your required income. That is the amount of money on a monthly basis that has to be guaranteed for you to pay your bills in retirement. That is going to be a pretty set number, right? I mean, your bills are going to be what they're going to be. Some of us may have a mortgage, hopefully not. Some of us may have car payments, hopefully not. But even if you eradicate all debt before you go into retirement, there's going to be expenses that have to be paid. But once that foundation is laid, then we move on to the framing of the house. And this is what we call our desired income. And formulating a number on a monthly basis for you to have desired income in retirement, I think John highlights the point of this show today. Absolutely. And and to think about the where we're going uh, over the next two segments to talk about the three Ps of a purpose-driven retirement, uh, I, I think that you've got to know about you know, what your income is, because a lot of people don't have a clue when they walk in the door. They don't know how much they need to have coming in re- in retirement. And so as we delve into this conversation, Chad, we're going to talk about the, the people that they want to be around. You know, if you're going to build a house, it's not, you know, you're not going to just build a house and plop it down anywhere. You're going to want to be in your community. You are going to want to be near friends and family and things of that nature. And so the same is true with your retirement. If you're going to build a retirement house, you don't want to just have money. You want to have money to do something and be with the people that you want to be with. Absolutely. And you're a product of your environment. So if you are just sitting at home and not doing anything, just, you know, catching up on the latest soap opera or watching, you know, Fox News, CNN all day long, you're just going to be a product of in that environment. But if you uh, go ahead and plan it out, put some purpose behind that, then you can take those dollars that you've saved up and uh, find a lot of fulfillment in it. And Scott, I think about the fact that, that, you know, if you're around the people you want to be around, then there's probably a reduction in that depression quotient uh, Mm -hmm. that we talked about before. There's probably a higher level of success in retirement. There's probably less opportunity for you to be at each other as far as a couple is concerned if you've got distractions and you've got other family members that are coming and going and friends that are coming and going. And if you are filling your life with people, then you're going to have a purposeful retirement. So let's talk about the, the, the math and the numbers of this, because, you know, obviously we're talking about purpose in retirement and the and the three P's, that's our first P, is people. Thinking about the, the the relationships you're going to have, what it's going to take 
financially to support that in terms of do you have to travel to have that? Do you, do you have to do certain things that are going to cost money to be a part of those relationships? But when we do the, the math or the numbers of figuring out your retirement income plan, obviously, as we've already talked about, we're going to build required income and desired income and provide a monthly income to you that lasts over time. That's the plan. Now, you have to have an asset level to accomplish that. So think about this on both ends of the equation. If you're not retired yet, the value of thinking about what your purpose is in retirement and how we can help formulate that desired income number, and you still have time to increase your savings rate if you need to, to create the investment strategy needed to accomplish the asset level, so that the desired income can be brought to you. Absolutely. And if you think about it in reverse, if you think about reverse engineering a retirement, one of the reasons we go through all those questions, Chad, when we sit down with someone and, and you know, they go, are you trying to, you know, know all about my life? Well, yeah, basically <laughs> we, we are. are. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt, because we need to know what it needs to look like. We need to know what the outcome needs to be. Do you plan on traveling the world when you retire? Well, if that's the case, you're going to need a whole lot more money than the guy that's probably just going to travel in the region. Uh, are you planning on buying a second home? Are you planning on, you know, what does your family look like? Where are they located at? Are you going to be traveling a lot? I just had a, a meeting with a client the other day that said, well, our retirement budget is going to have to go up because we've got a grandkid coming and they're in Texas. And so, you know, they're thinking about driving down and seeing the grandkids on a, on a regular basis basis. And so it is beginning with the end in mind, if you will. Absolutely. And you, the second uh, P that we're going to go into is place. And that's exactly what you need to be thinking about is where is that place that's going to fulfill my retirement? And that may be closer to grandkids. It may be closer to uh, the country club. It may be that you want to be out on the farm or out on the river, or wherever it may be. You may have a vacation home that you said, hey, this is always going to be our retirement spot. This is where we're going to land. And Scott, we worked uh, with uh, some clients a couple weeks ago that they were headed to Branson. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've got some kids up in that, you know, north part of Arkansas mm -hmm. and south Missouri. And and they said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to go up that way. We've never lived up there. We've been up there a couple times, but we're going to go up there and that's where we're going to spend retirement. Now, the other way they looked at that was, hey, when we're gone, the kids can either rent this out or this can be their vacation home. So they had a lot of purpose in where they were going to go for retirement in that place. So let's talk about how our role can aid in that plan, because obviously we go back to the math and the numbers. We're talking about an income to support that. And we had to walk through the discussion with them of is, well, how much is your current home worth? And are you going to sell it? Or are you going to own both homes? And are you going to need to still have a mortgage when you come out of selling that first home that, that's here in the in the central Arkansas area and and have a, a note when you go to the Branson home? You have to walk through all of that. Yeah. So, so still in your quote a little bit, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. So if you sell the home in Paris, Arkansas, yeah. you can't just go to Paris, France, right. and then just buy the same buy the same amount of square footage. So you're exactly right. We had to incorporate uh, some planning in there to say, hey, if we pull out another $100,000 or $200,000 to put on top of your house here, what is that going to do to your overall income stream in retirement? What's the effects of that? And that's something that we, uh, we've got to work through. And maybe you're going to stay in your existing home, John, but you're going to maybe need some renovations done. Maybe you're going to need some remodeling. That has to be part of the income plan as well. That's a huge deal that we deal with uh, on a fairly regular basis when people come in and they're, we're talking to them about what life's going to look like. And, and we eventually get to, yeah, we, we've been putting off doing some stuff around the house. It's going to have to be done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's not inexpensive. It is very expensive to go in and, and do renovations. Uh, Scott, you're doing some renovations at, at your house. Just finished. Just finished. Yeah. Okay, good. Now I'm paying for it. Uh, there you go. <laughs> and, and so you've got to calculate that into the equation uh, from, you know, wherever you are. And so you've got to think about this almost in two separate compartments. You've got to have an income stream that pays the bills on a monthly basis. But I think you also have to have a, a contingent fund or mm -hmm. something like that, that, that is over here on the side and it's not employed in the, in the income production business. It is just sitting there waiting for those things like, 
you know, a, a trip or a renovation or whatever it may be that raises your quality of life. I think you've got to look at it both ways when you're sitting down talking about retirement. Yeah, I can't imagine being at home uh, next summer in retirement and that air conditioner go out. I'm going to say that 67% on the marital conflict would increase. <laughs> yes, Probably so. You no know, doubt. And, and I think that it's uh, worth pointing out how you build that into the income plan because we do have uh, lots of clients who come to us, John, with a pretty sizable, what we would call an emergency fund. I, I think it had outgrown the emergency part of that fund and had just become a stockpile of cash, right? Right. And sometimes it does have to be looked at and go, well, to provide the monthly income you need or you are asking for, both required and desired, we're going to need to allocate some of that cash to the investment strategy that is going to build your retirement income plan. But coming up with the right number to leave behind, because you do need a sizable emergency fund when you're in your working years, I think it usually gets a little bit bigger when you go into retirement. Absolutely. You've got to have that uh, contingency plan, as I call it, uh, to reach out, get some money, and and pay for the things that you're, you're needing to pay for. If that's with after-tax dollars, that's great. If it's with before-tax dollars, you got to factor in the taxation of that uh, in the equation. So we go through that, help you understand how to actually make that happen. The three Ps to a purposeful retirement. We've talked about people and place. The last P coming up on the other side of the break. Have a financial question? Want answers? Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, your location, and your question. And we'll answer your question on the air. Tired of the commercials? We are too. Now back to the Get Ready for the Future show. If you've heard something in today's Get Ready for the Future show that triggers a desire in you to ask some more questions, to find out a little bit more about finding your purpose in retirement, or find out a little bit more about building a retirement income plan, a written plan for you in retirement, that's what we do every day here at Gen Wealth. You can reach out by two uh, through two different means. You can dial our office number, 501-653-7355. Again, it's 501-653-7355. You can do it now. Remember, it's a Saturday. You'll leave a voicemail and we'll get back with you. Or you can wait till Monday and, and call uh, the office and someone can take your call then. Or you can reach out via email, info at getreadyforthefuture.com. We have a lot of people that reach out to us that way. And Anna Olive, either way, our client introduction specialist, will get back with you to set up an appointment with a GenWell financial advisor. And, and I said, if you just had some thoughts in your mind about the topic of today's show and you just want to learn more, that's because there's no obligation, there's no cost to that first appointment with a Gen Wealth advisor. It takes a couple of hours of your time to just have a discussion, John, to see if there's something that an advisor here at Gen Wealth can do to help you guide you into retirement. You'll find that it's uh, an eye-opening discussion. I, I like to say that, you know, we need to have just a straight talk conversation about what life is going to look like. And there may be some issues that, that are a little hard to deal with, but I will tell you something that is a principle of, of life, that if you don't deal with those difficult issues, they will come around and bite you in the rear later. They just will. I, I've learned that in my years on this planet that there is no fruit to delaying or deferring a hard decision. You've got to go ahead and make that decision and understand the consequences of whatever that decision might be, or for whatever reason, it's going to circle back around and it's going to be a bigger problem later. So I think if we are sitting down with folks, Chad, and having those real clear, frank discussions about what life looks like, we may be heading off a lot of problems that they could confront later. Yeah, and, and abs we've we've taken a lot of times clients come in, they, they just are frustrated with their situation and they either are in better shape than that what they actually feel like they are or they're actually in worse shape than they really are and the, the reality is not there for them and so just sometimes getting that third party in uh with that with that spouse and and yourself and going through this and having that third person that doesn't have the emotional tie to the money 
to come in and kind of help sort these things out. We've seen time and time again the relief after a couple appointments and get putting a plan in place that it just creates within uh, the couple that, that we're working with. I think of a discussion I had with a couple that was at our workshop uh, in Conway just this last week. And, and, and initially, after the workshop, there was a lot of concern after all the things we talked about. We were talking about the three big risks to your retirement and, and investment strategy and building an income plan. And there was a lot of concern that, oh my goodness, here we are in our 50s and I don't feel like we're prepared. I may have to work into my 70s and I don't want to work into my 70s. And there, and, it, and it created this fearfulness. And I talked to her about, well, if you're really that far out from retirement, and I don't know that you are, but even if you're in your 50s and you're not going to retire for another 10 years, let's say, think about the value in coming in and doing something about it and, and, not, and not just assuming, as Chad said, well, I don't have enough. It's not going to be a rosy picture for me in retirement, but if you come in and get that written retirement income plan now, we can see that target out there, John, and we can start to build the income plan for day one of retirement, but we have time to do something about it, to hit that target based on contribution rates to your employer plan, based on investment strategy, to get you to that asset level needed to provide the income you'd like in retirement. And and I don't think people in their 50s really think like that. I think people in their 30s and 40s do. They know they've got a lot of time. When you get to your 50s, I think there's a concern that you're out of time. But even if you only have 10 years, 8 years, 9 years, you still have time. Well, let's let's be real about what the true answer is for the under uh, prepared retirement generation that that we deal with sometimes. And the real answer is work retirement. It is melding work and retirement, but hear what I'm saying about work. You may have done something that you just really aren't fulfilled with. You know, you're, you're in a career and, and uh, the statistic is 52% of Americans don't love what they do. Wow. Well, if that's the case, change. Change what's going on. You might not have all the money that you need for retirement, Chad. But what if you stepped away from that job that doesn't fulfill you, that job that doesn't strike passion in your heart, and you pursued what you're passionate about? There's a lot of money to be made in areas where you're passionate about something. It may not be the same level of money that you were uh, working for before, but you can take a change in income if you've got a nest egg that can supplement that income. And you could go for years doing that. Yeah, John. And and also we see a lot of times that especially the males stepping away from an occupation for their health. Yes. And they know that, yeah, I may not be making the same exact money and I may not be able to retire at the same age that I'd always wanted to, but I'm willing to delay retirement take another job for my health so that I'll have better health in retirement because where I'm at now is just not getting it. Yeah. And so, you know, guys, one of the things that we are going through here as a team at GenWealth, Janet and I have asked everybody to sit down and put their goals and dreams on paper. And what we're going to attempt to do with our team is to connect their work to their goals and dreams and say, okay, if you want to, to achieve this in your life, if this is a passion of yours in your life, then let's construct the behaviors that are necessary today to make that happen. We've had people on our team say, I, I you know, I want to have enough money to uh, buy a new house. We've had people on our team say, yeah, unfortunately I've got some debt. I need to get rid of that debt. So are you going to just sit there and think about that? Or are you going to actually put a plan together to do the things on a day-to-day basis that allow you to accomplish that? That's what you got to do in retirement. And whether that is retiring with a, a steady paycheck from your investments and your Social Security and that type of thing and never have to worry about income again, or maybe it's a shift. Maybe it is a change in what you're doing on a day-to-day basis, but something that gives you a passion about what you're doing. If you think about it, ask yourself what's on your dream list. What are the things that you've always wanted to do? What's on your curiosity list? Something that's just always fascinated you that you've always wanted to try or know more about. I've got a couple of those on on my list. 
What's on your mastery list? What is something that you're very good at, but maybe you're not getting paid to do at your job? Those are all things that ought to be fire starters of, uh, of a thought process in your mind and really ought to be, Scott, a fire starter of a conversation with you and your spouse about what the next few years are going to look like. Especially if you're among the 52% of Americans who don't love what they do. This is an opportunity. Retirement presents you with that opportunity to be able to consider what's on your dream list. What's on your curiosity list? What's on your mastery list? And I, I wrote down a couple of things as I hear dreams, curiosity, and mastery list. I think about dreams as being experiences. Now, a lot of people, it might be possessions. It might be that boat. It might be that, uh, that, that second home even. But for me, it would be more related to experiences. Where do I want to go? What do I want to see? The curiosity list would be more activities, things to try, things to do. That mastery list might mean taking a class, increasing your education, developing a new skill set to do something. Yeah, Scott, and we've also, uh, what's been really cool is we've been able to see some of those that have been able to retire and go into the mission field. Mm-hmm. And that is that has been uh, really neat to see about what they've been able to do. And, and we see a lot of passion in that mission field. And we've also seen some guys that just said, hey, I want to retire and have my own boat. And so it, it, there's there's a wide range uh, that you can find that fulfillment in, uh, but you've got to do it by building a plan, and it's got to be for a purpose. People, place, passion. Those are the three Ps to a purposeful retirement, and it helps when you can clearly identify those for your financial advisor to build a written retirement plan for you. And that's really what we've done here is described, as I mentioned in the last segment, the first hour, John, of our initial appointment. Yeah. And I don't want anybody to walk away from the show thinking that this is just a therapy session that we're conducting (laughs) here. It's been pretty good. We will actually sit down and run the numbers and we will do all the math that's necessary to, with the, with the focus on the people, the passion, the purpose, uh, you know, the place, all of those things are going to go into that. But if you don't start with those ideals, then you really don't know which direction that money is going to take you and how you might be able to structure your retirement around those things that, that you are passionate about. So I think the takeaway from today is get started, get started now. Uh, it is easy to set up a conversation with a Gen Wealth advisor. 501-653-7355. Speak with Anna Olive, our new client introductory specialist, and she's going to actually sit down and figure out who you would be best suited for on the Gen Wealth team to work with you. And we work as a team. There are several advisors involved in that process. And we're going to lay out for you the ready to retire process. The ready to retire process is what we go through with you to be sure that we are directing your retirement toward those three P's and helping you along that road that might not be so well lit from where you stand right now. 501-653-7355 is that number again. You can call it now or you can call it on Monday. If you call it now, just leave a message and we will get back with you. And don't forget about our Social Security Workshop coming up October 16th at 6.30 at the Embassy Suites in Hot Springs. Have some questions about Social Security? That would be a great opportunity for you to ask them and hopefully find out the answers. October 16th, 6.30 at the Embassy Suites. Go to GetReadyForTheFuture.com forward slash events to register. It is absolutely free. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's show. Hope you'll join us again next Saturday morning. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 844-869-PLAN. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIP. We'll